Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboy, they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. What's poppin' my dirties? It's your boy Blaze and Rye on the ones and twos. July 3rd, 2013. Hey, how about that? Happy 4th of July tomorrow. I'd like to introduce my co-host for the evening and for the entire, for the duration of the series of Blaze and Rye backstage, Mrs. Jonathan Weeks. Jonathan, how are you? Good, how are you? Hey, And that was for America. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America. Oh, we forgot that. We got to start it again. Let's do it again. Hey, man. Hey, <laughs> 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 you, you did a little auto-tuned version there. <laughs> We're going crazy out here, man. Yeah, man. Um, so you... Uh, I, I noticed a theme. The last couple episodes you were talking about how, like, uh, you had to spend seven weeks in Texas, and the first time you said, and that that's seven weeks is a long time for me. And then last time you said, and seven weeks, that's seven weeks too long for me. I'm noticing some sort of, I don't know if it's an illness or some sort of disorder. What What is this disorder you have? I, I have many disorders. I have <laughs> I don't think anything's in order for me, really. I, I think everything's just disordered. You know, it's just family. I'm, I'm, told, I'm, I'm, I'm going crazy here. You know, that's just how it is. They send me here, they send me there. I just, I just say uh, yes, and I sign on the dotted line, and I go all over the country. It's ridiculous. Well, you know, that would make you a good improvisation actor because if you're in improv, you always need to say yes and. You know, nothing is. You don't want to dismiss anything because say someone starts the scene like pulls a gun out on you and you're just like oh no I'm not going to do that you can't you got to go with it oh so you got to go with the flow just keep going and going yeah exactly I don't know why I use such a violent example but hey hey we <laughs> did I ever tell you that my friend fucked a tranny off the internet <laughs> <laughs> yes you did I <laughs> know oh, that was uh, the land of Somalia wasn't that that was, uh, that was a great story there <laughs> So just before the show, my computer was on the fritz, and it, 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 it wouldn't even turn on, and I tried everything. I tried, like, taking out the battery and holding the button down and putting the thing back in and stuff, but then, uh, I, and then I even called Asus, and then while I'm on the phone with Asus, uh, the guy was like, oh, welcome to Asus, and I was like, no, um, but then I, like, uh, turned on the, then it wound up turning on. But I realized it's not the computer. There's something either wrong with the jack that the power cord goes into or wrong with the cord. So the guy's trying to get me to purchase the cord. But I'm like, I, I'm not going to do that if I don't know that's the reason. So um, anyway, I'm like, I'm very, I, I'm uh, no sudden movements right now because right now it's char- the battery's charging. But if I make any sudden movements, it could totally fall out of whack and then we lose control of the switchboard and everything. Yeah, you better play nice with that Asus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of technology weeks, we um, uh, you, you were kind enough to uh, to hook a brother up, help a brother out uh, in his financial time of of crisis uh, last week, and now I realize in that debacle that you, for somebody who is uh, really on the cutting edge of of so many things. Technology is not your forte, is it? No, technology is not my strength, and it's not my friend at all. It's, it's my foe. It's, if anything, we're we're really rivals and enemies. I I, I hate it. I'm terrible with it. I, that's why Which I don't is, get a new car because I don't think I can operate the new cars with the push to start and all that nonsense. I just keep pushing the button. That's the problem <laughs> with me. Wait, what button? The, the push to start cars. You know, you don't even have to have keys. To, 
pushed the little button, and it goes on, and I would be going down on the highway. I don't know what would happen. <laughs> yeah, are you talking about a talking car? Like yeah, Knight Rider? Cars. Oh, yes, Knight Rider with uh, Mr. Feeney's voice, yes. Can I tell you that I was – did you see this? There's a car commercial recently, and uh, it's it's all about this, this, this car, and it's supposed to be like the car is narrated in the commercial. And I'm thinking in my head, Jonathan, I'm thinking – well, this voice sounds awfully familiar, and I realize it's Mr. Feeney doing this car commercial. I forget what the car company is, but have you seen this? It's brilliant. I, I saw that. I've seen that. That's uh, that's it's hilarious. I love Mr. Feeney. You know, can you go wrong with Boy Meets World? No, never. Never. Although, what do you think about Girl Meets World now on Disney Channel? I don't know, man. I I, I haven't seen it yet. I I uh, I would love to see. I, I'd love to see how well it does. I, you know, it's all those old characters. Is Mr. Feeney going to be on it? I don't know, but we were talking about how, like, you know, would the old actors go on it? And I said, well, you know, they can't replace Corey and Topanga with anyone else. And then right. my friend uh, Ryan was like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's not like they recast everyone in Star Wars. And he was being, like, sarcastic about it because they did. But this is just not – it's not the same. And – uh you know, this is kind of going in real time as opposed to going back in time. You can't cast. It's like it would be like casting someone else as Zach Morris. You just don't do it. Same thing with Michael Knight, actually, while we're on Knight Rider. Remember they tried putting that Knight Rider out with David Hasselhoff not playing the lead in it? That oh, was the yeah, I remember that, ever. yes. That was so bad. The only way that that show works is with the Hoff. You can't have from the Hoff. You can't replace the Hoff either. I mean, the... You know, I don't know what they were thinking about that one. The Hoff should have been the only actor in that entire show. Yeah, or if they were going to replace him, they should have done it with uh, with uh, Mel Melanie B from the Spice Girls, Howard Stern, <laughs> and Heidi Klum, all in one. You know who would be a great replacement for Hathaway Hoff in that writer? Probably Mel Gibson. I thought you were going to go with Mel Gibson. I think that would have been a great replacement. <laughs> That would have been good, you know. It's, you need that kind of old, tortured, drunk guy uh, behind the wheel, <laughs> or just John Weeks. Same difference. Same that's difference. right. That's right. <laughs> so when we're talking about, you know, your your issues with technology, would you say that technology or soap is more an enemy for you now? Oh my God! Well, soap and I were we we <laughs> that was the one one hundred years war. That was the Peloponnesian Wars. There, uh, soap and I were. That was the Peloponnesian War? What? The Peloponnesian lasted longer than the 100 Years' War. It was, Hope and I are still, (laughs) we're still enemies, you know, and uh, I still don't, I refuse to use uh, soap in a lot of situations unless I really have to. Um, But uh, technology is more like an annoyance, like a a, a fly that that keeps pestering me, whereas soap is just, (laughs) oh my God, soap is just, wow. You know, sometimes, uh, I just go crazy because I got to use it sometimes. You know, I don't really want to use it, but uh, yeah, this open eye are much worse enemies. Technology is just an annoyance that you got to keep up with. You know, what's the coolest thing uh, around right now? The iPhone 5000, you know? Siri. Siri. Well, you, you had that, uh, you, when you texted me, I was trying to pay you back, and you said, uh, it's a, it's a bl- I won't say the bank name, but you said it's a blank Verge Kling account. And I was like, what the fuck is Verge Kling? So I didn't think anything of it at the time, and I should have. But then, so I'm standing there at the bank, and I'm, like, trying to Google Verge Kling while I'm in line about to make the deposit and everything. And nothing was coming up. And I'm like, what is this bastard talking about? You know what? What did you mean? What is Verge Kling? I I don't even think I was was meaning to write that. For some reason, I wrote something else that, it must have typed something else in there. It word corrected or spell corrected it, and it's actually something totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes I think my I think my phone is out to get me. I think it's more of a hindrance than a than a help. Jeez. Well, that's like uh, Louis Black was talking about how his his droid. He kept having all these issues with his droid, and then like it kept on like freezing on visual voicemail, so he could see all the people that he needed to call back, but he couldn't call them. So he was like, oh, I believe my phone was trying to torment me. And then he, like, brought the phone into Verizon, the, like, the day after the warranty expired, so did the phone. 
And so he brings it into Verizon, and they're like, oh, yeah, we've been having problems with the droid. And he's like, oh, really? Yeah, thanks for selling it to me. And then they, like, try to uh, do a download to kind of fix the whole thing. And then the phone winds up freezing on visual voicemail again. And uh, the, the guy at Verizon was like, uh, okay, we're going to give you a new phone. And Louis Black goes, no, you're not. Because I believe my phone is experiencing signs of free will. I need to do what it says. <laughs> That's a great uh, topic of itself. When, when do we stop? When phones are smarter than us? I mean, they're already, if you don't get argued, they already are at this point. But, you know, are they going to start making our decisions for us? You know, I, I guess it would be probably beneficial. You know, that way I'd be more efficient that way. But I, I don't know if our phones are going to like us once they can control us. <laughs> what do you think? What problems are our phones going to have with us? Yeah, a lot of problems, you know. Just the way we look. They probably don't like us the way we look. You know, we're uh, not square enough. We're not, you know, efficient enough. We're not we're not smart enough. We're not quick enough. We don't do as many things. Our brains can't even, uh, you know, are not even capable of the multitasking, really. Uh, you know, so our phones are just far superior than us already. It's just wait until they start thinking for us. You know, it's just amazing. <laughs> you sounded a little like Stuart Smalley there. Where they're smarter than us. They're better than us. Doggone it. People, phones don't like us. So we're going to have to uh, follow up with, uh, so so the whole Ethan debacle last week, you did a complete 180 on me, and all of a sudden, you were in agreement, or as my idiot friends say, agreeance with him uh, on this whole uh, B-Mars situation. I, he, you think he should have been invited to the birthday party because it hurt his feelings. Well, weeks, you know, I, I'm not, my, my friend Joe, I consider him one of my better friends. He's getting married. Uh, and the other day I was like, hey, you want to hang out? And he goes, oh, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably not going to be too free until I become Mr. And then he said his fiance's name. And I said, oh, when's the wedding? And he says, August 4th. And I'm thinking in my head, Jonathan, well, mm-hmm. that hurts my feelings that, you know, I'm not invited to this, this guy's wedding because maybe we've lost a little touch over the years, but I would never consider not inviting him to my wedding. But maybe it hurt my feelings a little, but at the same time, I can't be upset about it because, it's it's his wedding. It was B Marsh's birthday party. So you know what, what's what's your you you're saying two different things. Are you with him or not? Oh my God, this is this is a tough this is a tough one. I was thinking about this all weekend actually. Um, <laughs> I got I well you know the rationale the logic is that he should not be angry. He doesn't have a right to be angry because he was never invited in the first place. He doesn't even really know the guy B Marsh. And you know it's B Marsh's party, but when when he said when his feelings were hurt, that's key. That's vital to life. You know, and when feelings get hurt, maybe that's when we have to stop and look at the situation and start rethinking it. You know, and I, that's when I realized that I felt because I, I felt the pain in his voice when he was talking to us. He said his feelings were truly hurt, but uh, it's tough because what you're explaining in that wedding situation. You know, uh, you know, money is being spent on on invites, whereas yeah. Mart, uh no money is being you know being spent really on the party. You just have to be invited. So, I think I would have to side with Ethan on this one, just because Dmart should have been considerate enough to make it an, an invite all party. Here's the other thing that we you guys discussed was his uh, the fact that somebody stole his spot on the train. And you gave him some advice uh, and whatnot. And then I was talking about, like, both situations when I went up to him the next day at work. And I was like, so do you admit that you're wrong on this stuff? And Ethan goes, oh, yeah, totally. And he, he totally, like, said that he was wrong on everything. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Are you talking about the train thing or the B-Marsh thing? He said, well, the B-Marsh thing is a different story, maybe. But the train thing, then he's, like, starting to come around on B-Marsh. But the train thing, uh, he was like, oh, I was totally wrong. Because here's the thing, we and this is the way I prefaced it, too, but somewhere the story got mangled. Uh, I don't know if it was you or Ethan, but there was never a seat involved. Ethan had no chair. He was standing, and some guy took over his spot where he was standing. 
not where he was sitting. So it's not like somebody took anything of his any. I mean, he took air basically. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like oh, I agree with you on that. Well, I didn't know that. Then thank you for the clarification. I thought it was, <laughs> you know, if, if but there goes the question: where we stand is why? Why is not where we stand the same thing as where we sit? Why is not our physical presence just the, the, the general category? You know, if I was standing in a place for quite some time, you know, given a, a specific amount of time, isn't that my spot for quite a while longer after that? I mean, once you relinquish that spot, does that mean you're like you're like Winston Churchill? <laughs> so I'm really, I'm, I would be upset if I was standing in a spot for over an hour and somebody just took it after like 20 seconds of departure, and I was still around in that vicinity, or I, I moved for a reason, you know, maybe I tripped or something. I would be very upset with that person. I would ask and demand for that spot back. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You would just suck it up like he did. I probably would, yeah. <laughs> You're like, why is where we stand not the same as where we sit? <laughs> <laughs> now that, now that other... I know, now that I know mm-hmm. it wasn't a seat, if he wasn't sitting in a seat, then, then you know, yeah, he's completely wrong. He's been totally wrong on that one. <laughs> so the other thing is, you, you know, it's weird because you just spent like the last five minutes saying he was right, basically. You're telling, setting up that he was right, and then you're saying he's wrong. Um, but the other thing is, uh, here's the thing. The kids tonight, since we have tomorrow off, the kids are going out, and I told the kids that Ethan and the other 20-something-year-olds, I was like, I will uh, come out with you guys if you're still out at 1030. Now, I'm willing to bet John Weeks that they are not going to be out by the time that we finish the show and I'm ready to go meet them. What do you think? I'm willing to bet that they will not be out. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. Just because okay. uh, so I, I, I just don't think he'll be there. I think – I don't think so. <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do is try calling uh, one of them. I need to pull up the contact information because – Ethan said his phone's dying, so we're going to call him on Suchi's number, okay? Suchi, okay. Is that, is that a real person, Suchi? <laughs> yeah, Suchi. I, well, I can't say her last name because it's the radio, but she has an incredible name. <laughs> All right, I need some dialing music, Paul. Some dialing music. I hope this is the right number. <laughs> I'm really nervous she's going to pick up. Hello? Okay, hold on one second. Hello? I wonder if I get outside here. Okay, Ethan is clearly hammered right now. How much have you had to drink? He's so hammered. Where is he? Hi, guys. Are you hammered? Hi, guys. How's it going? Good. How are you? Well, I'm good. I'm good. I'm tired. How hot is that in Texas? Is there still a heat wave going on? Texas, week? Oh, I'm not in Texas anymore, but yeah, it's supposed to be like 100 plus down there. Oh, I'm glad to be oh. out of there. Oof. <laughs> uh, so, Ethan, we, we were, and I are, are both betting that you guys are not going to still be out by the time I'm ready to come meet you. And you just said you're tired. I, What's the situation? Well, I, I think we're still good. I mean, do you know where we are right now? No, where are Did you? you? Oh, no. We're, we're at Six Ward. We're at Six Ward. Okay. So we we went to like a real bar and we're we're looks like we're actually gonna drink. It, and that'd be fun. Sounds like a prison. Now, Six Ward. Six Ward does not. They don't have darts, do they? Yes, they do. They have basketball too. No, that's yes. Union Hall. <laughs> it's with the, the left hand stout. So wait, they do have darts there. They don't have darts. They have a pool table. Um, we play darts. Uh, me and Jess beat Cassie and Suchi. Ew. Ew, 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 Wait, where did you play darts? 
We played Dark at uh old older place, whatever, yeah. That no, next to Ryan's pub or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Thir- Thirsty yeah, whatever that is. next to Ryan's pub. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That place. That's very offensive that I couldn't uh uh be on the winning rematch team there. <laughs> I mean you should have come out. You would have you would have enjoyed it. It was it was a fun time. But I guess the show must go on, right? That's right. The show exactly. must go on. So let's go on. Although you know, when Weeks is, you know, like not putting on a show, it just sort of gets difficult. But... <laughs> oh, man. Don Weeks, those are fighting words, man. Those are fighting words. What's going on here, Ethan? I'm coming over. I'll tell you what's going on. Are you coming, coming down? Yeah, come down. It's it. All right, I'm coming down. It's, 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 it's nice and muggy out here. and I miss I miss the desert. I'm not going to lie. I would never leave. Oh, yeah, Where you nice. from? I come back from, just, from Vegas. I did. Oh, Vegas, very nice. Vegas, yeah, it was baby. great. I was there, there over the weekend and chilling in that 120 degree weather. It, it was great. Jesus, <laughs> where'd you uh, where'd so you stay in Vegas? Yeah. What what did you say? Sorry. What what hotel did you stay in Vegas? Uh, we stayed at Harris. Um, we spent most of our time at the Mirage though. Oh, very cool, very cool. Did you yeah. see uh, six, six feet of Roy? Did I go through my wallet? No, it wasn't too bad. Um, <laughs> we did we did uh. <laughs> Well, why are you laughing at me? No, no, did, did, you, see, did, you, uh, did you see Siegfried and Roy at Mirage? No, no, I, I didn't. I missed the Tigers. Um, I did see a lot of boobies, though. Oh, that's excellent, yeah. So that, that, that makes sense. Yeah, it was great. It was, it was awesome. It was all over the new Justin. T- I turned on the new Justin Timberlake video, music video on Vivo, and I, like, looked and saw a scantily clad woman, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then I looked back, and there's, like, nipples and everything. <laughs> That a boy, you know that that Justin Timberlake is going real hard lately, real hard. Him and Bieber, man. Him and Bieber, just going, they're throwing down now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. But so, since you just got back from Vegas, we would be remiss if we let you go without asking. Uh, well, first off, are you are you still legally single? And secondly, what was the craziest thing that you did while out there? If you can. Uh, well, I I. I difficult to say. I am still single, yes. Um, if I was previously not single beforehand, I would definitely be single now. Um, <laughs> craziest thing I did. Yeah, if, if you think about it, it makes sense. Uh, craziest thing. Well, I guess it was it was, it was a long weekend. Um, you know, it was a lot of, you know, we woke up at, you know, well, we didn't really sleep. We slept for about three hours a night. When we wake up at about eight o'clock after going to bed at five, um, you know, we just go straight to the pool, get a nice 32 ounce of pina colada, and just start going again. Um, I'd say over the course of the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, um, we I think we got four four bottle services. Oh yeah. wow! It's in the course of 48 hours. It was a good time. So that was oh, cool. That, that was, was fun. Yeah, I was partying bottles and stuff. That was that was pretty cool. Um, Girls that girls that don't usually talk to me were all of a sudden pretty interested. Um, I got propositioned by a hooker. That was nice. She was a very very thoughtful very thoughtful woman. Um, what is really, that? really 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 with the extra mile. Just, just really with the extra mile for her job. What? So you actually you actually solicited this prostitute? It seems. Well, no, no. I, I, uh, she definitely solicited me. <laughs> uh-huh. Right. Anyway, so that was good. It was it was a great time. It was a good trip. Um and then yeah, you know, that was probably the the cleaner of the stuff that I, I feel comfortable saying on a publicly recorded radio show. Smart man, smart man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well it was a good time. Uh, hopefully I'll hopefully I'll see you later and uh John Weeks, uh anything you want to say to Ethan? Uh, Ethan, I think you're, you were totally wrong about that uh, train space. I didn't know. I, first of all, I didn't know it was a, a. It wasn't a seat that you were talking about. It was just standing space. So, uh, did you did you actually listen? Did you listen to the show afterwards? Because I clearly explained. Clearly, I think I very clearly explained what the situation was. No, I don't think you did actually. It was like right in the middle. Right in the middle of the the, the story, we started picking it up. Um, but. <laughs> but no, I, I'm totally in the right. I'm totally in the right on that one. That was ridiculous. Well, I, that was well, good. It was just standing space. I don't agree. I, I think 
if it was a seat, yes, I say I, I agree. You're, you're entitled to that seat. That seat's not your name on it. But standing space. But certain standing space. If you have a spot against the door, it's not like you're just you know holding a bar and like you know doing whatever in the middle of the train. I it, it is essentially a a seat. It is essentially a standing seat. If you one of your few very few spots, you can you know lean back against something and you know not fall over. Well, it, well it's, it, it's you know, a public space. I, I, I think it's because it's a public space. You know, all that space is pretty much up for grabs. Is it not? Or... Uh, is, is, is it, I mean, to find a public space, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just feel, I felt very violated when he did that. And it just, I was very insulting. I was not happy. Not happy. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for your unhappiness. But I, I think you're totally wrong about that one. I, I, for all respect. I'm glad you had a good time at uh, in Vegas. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. It was a great time. It was, and always, always a pleasure to be on the show. Thanks for giving me the call. Pleasure and honor. Pleasure and honor as well. Great. Uh, I will. I will hopefully talk to you guys later. Definitely. Right. I hope I'll, to, I'll, I'll see you sometime. Right. Later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> you go. Bye. No, I think you're in the wrong, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was surprising. You, you you got really you were on the offense there. I got angry about it because I don't think he was very clear about it last time. I, think he, I had no idea he was talking about the standing face. <laughs> <laughs> I love how this has become like an hour-long issue between the two shows. <laughs> Non-issue. Uh, oh, and Leek, let me tell you, I just came from, you know what I did before this uh, radio show tonight? Where? What did you do? Man's Warehouse? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to them. But no, uh, I, uh, there's this um, meningitis outbreak amongst men who have sex with men in New York, and people have been dying and uh, stuff, and then I just read this girl who got meningitis, she lost all her limbs. I read that this morning. Oh, um, so I went to get, and, and what I did was I tried to go get vaccinated before at Dwayne Reed at the pharmacy because they have doctors there on my lunch break. Because the thing is, it's hard to just go into a clinic and, you know, you don't know how long it's going to be and whatnot. So I tried to go to the Dwayne Reed. It wound up being too expensive. My health insurance would cover it, but only if I paid out of pocket, which I couldn't do. So that was like a couple weeks ago. So then I uh, hollered at a uh, GMHC here in in Chelsea, and um, uh, they had like free vaccines, uh, and so I went and, and did that and got the uh, vaccine for the meningococcal uh, meningitis. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did that, man. That's uh, that was a wise thing to do, and and all those listeners out there should do the same. You know, if they if feel the need to. That, that's scary. Jeez, oh my God, is that like something that's uh, central to the city, or has that been an outbreak? Across the country. Yeah, it's been. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure if it's been like uh, going around in L.A. or anything yet. I feel like that would kind of be the next place. But um, uh, New York is all I know is like the mayor's office has suggested that uh, any gay man, bisexual man, or man who considers himself straight but has sex with men, that any man who has you know sexual interactions with men, go get this mm-hmm. shot. Um, if you meet if you meet your partners off of the, uh, like the internet or an app or at a bar or party. So it's basically every gay guy ever. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, definitely. That's a, uh, that's good information to get out there. Gee. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that, scary. It is really scary. Very scary stuff. Um, uh, but, uh, so that's where I came from. It was very quick. It was very easy and stuff. And I asked the doctor, I was like, yo, 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 fam, it's the 4th of July and whatnot. Can, you know, can I drink alcohol? And the guy was like, have a drink for me. <laughs> That's very nice. That's very cool. He said it right doesn't, inter- it doesn't like interact or interfere or whatever. So I'll uh, take his word for it, I guess. Although I really do need to stop drinking. We come fat, fatter than the Grand Central newsstand. <laughs> That's all right. I think you're more likable as a fat person, quite frankly. <laughs> I, I no, well, not to me. I don't like me right now. <laughs> I find fat people more friendlier, quite frankly. I think, I, the, to me, fat is in. I think that's that's the thing. I think the trend has been reversing actually. Skinny used to be awesome, but now I think big and fat is is great. 
Oh, my God. Well, that reminds me. Did you hear? There's this... Now, a friend of mine told me about this shit. There's this... Uh, uh, excuse me. There's this trend of, like... It's, like, called feeders and something where it's, like, a trend in the gay community where guys will go over, uh, like, a skinny guy's house and just feed him food uh, until he can't eat anything else and try to fatten him up. And, like, it's people are, like, into it. Like, it's, a, it's sexual to them and stuff. I can't think of anything more disgusting. <laughs> that's uh, I can't think of anything more bizarre. That's that's extremely bizarre. Wow, that's strange. Feeders. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's like say if you're flirting with one of these one of these dudes and you're saying like, oh yeah, like, and then I'm imagining you know you on top of me, and then the guy is like, <laughs> and I'll have just eaten a big double cheeseburger from Five <laughs> Nasty <laughs> Burger in a side order of curly fries and a Sunday and I'll be really bloated and like that's that turns them on. Uh, that, that is stranger than Somalia, I'll tell you that. Yeah, let's, let's open it up. Good evening, Sire Fogarty, how are you? Okay, I'm just uh, contemplating the foie gras situation you got going there. <laughs> what situation? Foie gras. You know, that's what they yeah. do with the goose. They Have you heard of this? Them so that it, well, it's not just the gay community. It's There's, there's whole websites. Really? You can go on where, where these skinny-ass cracker dudes keep their women like 500 pounds, feed them and feed them and feed them. <laughs> Oh my God! Eat him and yeah. feed him and fuck him. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, because they want him big. Doctor so Phil has bizarre. even had couples on that have been going through that, and when the woman finally figures it out and tries to leave the guy, you know, it's like she has to stay fat for him because if she starts losing weight, he's gone. Jeez, it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's a trap because now she, you know, she's. Fat enough to hold him down, he can't get out from under her anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, but it's all, it's all psychological, though. It has nothing to do with the physical at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, Pretty, it's, it's new to me. It, might, it, news to me. it might make a hot mess next week. Oh, my God. It sounds like something, <laughs> out, uh, uh, it sounds like something out of the so, movie Seven. Speaking of the hot <laughs> mess, who have we got for the hot mess awards this week? Well, the first one is Fitty Cent. You heard about the trouble he's gotten himself into again? No. no I mean, big no. surprise, right? You know, angry black rappers who are violent. There's a real fucking newsflash. <laughs> but anyway, apparently his latest baby mama, that makes two baby mamas, uh, has accused him of kicking down the door, and then once he gained access to her California apartment, continued to kick her. And he was gone by the time the cops got there. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Wow. Have they found him yet? Huh? Did they arrest him no, yet? They found, they, no, they haven't arrested him, you know, because now it's his word against hers and yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. But, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't look good unless he's got an album about to drop, you know. It's like... Right. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, that's like the first hit he's had in, what, what five years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He made the news for something other than... He made the news for something other than fucking Chelsea Handler, I guess. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, or the, next, uh, the next yeah. hot mess goes to just the entire Big Brother household this season. Have you been following this shit? No, All I, I know is they're racist, apparently. Uh, they got they got two chicks that are racist. They've got a couple crackers in there, and then tonight, as I was watching, one of these one of these boys one of these boys who claims to be part Cherokee said he was fixing to get his wigwam on. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. 
One of the one of the little girls, her name is Erin Grease. She's from Austin, Texas. Has been a beauty queen and a model with an agency in Texas. The agency has dropped her because of little pearls of wisdom from her, like um, some homophobic slurs, where she called uh, the little the little gay boy that's in the house poor dear, or at least the only one who is out at this point in the house called him a queer, told the Asian girl to shut up and go cook some rice, <laughs> and when the oh black woman in the house said, be careful what you say about her in the dark, because you won't be able to see the bitch. Oh. <laughs> Sound like Andrew Mandrew. <laughs> no, really. Yeah, that's just one of them. And then one of the lovely, other lovely little uh, young crackers referred to welfare as the, as the Negro insurance. And I cleaned that N-word up for you, if you catch my oh. drift. Oh, yes, thank you. And be a PR Spencer, nightmare. I'd be Paula Dean. Then Spencer, the, the big hefty cracker, referred to the gay boy as Kermit Bag, and thinks that <laughs> Hitler was a gifted speaker. Oh, my God. So his brother is just in a hot mess right now, trying to figure out what to do. That is quite the mess. Quite the mess. You know, on one hand, it's going to get people tuning in, you know, for all for the twenty-four hour shit, because that's when this this goes down. You know, they yeah. clean up the on-air stuff, and they actually bleeped a few things tonight during the live segment. So I wondered what was said then. But these oh, so they have like cameras going twenty. Do they have like the websites going twenty-four-seven then? Cameras are on twenty-four-seven. You can actually watch it. I think it's on Showtime. They show like a four-hour chunk every night uh, oh, from like from like midnight to three or four in the morning. <laughs> and you know, uh, that's if, if that's midnight to three-hour time, then that's you know nine o'clock to midnight their time. So it's that's sort of as they're they're uh, getting ready to go to bed for the evening, and they're really talking trash. Right. That's when we oh, searched yeah. for Somalia. And who's the third yeah, hot mess? Just a lovely group. Well, the third hot mess, nobody's going to know personally. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting this young couple down here today. I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook, Ryan, earlier. I happened to be over at the beach, drove over, I'm blasting some old tunes in the car, sitting there in the air conditioning, and I see this car pull up next to me, and they got really close. And what I realized was they got really close because they wanted someone to watch. This was a granny in her 60s, a young rocker skinhead-looking dude who I would say probably mid to late 30s, proceeded to smoke some crack, and next thing you know, granny whipped off her jeans, put her feet on the roof from the inside of her Cadillac, and he was just going all crazy up and down on her. Oh my God. Yeah. Were her feet out of the uh, sunroof? Yes. Uh, no. No, and I wasn't up on the car looking down oh. in. <laughs> that is gross. And you just stare, you just sat there and watched? Yeah. Then they kept looking over at me. That was like a gig. They wanted me to watch. I felt like I needed eye drops. I felt so dirty afterwards. <laughs> and then when I posted it, people got all pissed at me that I didn't take a video of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, glad I'm glad you did it. I'm glad you did it. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Closing up the Hot Mess Awards. Thank you so much, Sire, and opening up the backstage. Jerk off. Weeks, kick it off. All righty. Uh-oh. <laughs> The medical examiner has reported the reason that Chris Kelly. Slow down. 90- okay, all right. The medical examiner has reported the reason that Chris Kelly of 90s group Chris Cross has died. The reason is that he ran out of breath because for 20 years he hasn't stopped jumping. Daddy Mac made him. <laughs> um, Ryan, uh, Ryan, oh. Ryan Seacrest was photographed vacationing with a woman in San Tropez in June. People are saying this could be his new girlfriend. The dead giveaway was the giant bulge protruding out of her crotch. You know, because that would be their cock. 
But like <laughs> he was like, Oh, that landed a lot better than I thought it would. Ah, good call. Good call on that one. And he kept saying that you doesn't make you gotta talk, you're a wordsmith. Um and uh it was hilarious. And then Zach's dad got up there and he was like, uh you know, we're very fortunate to have four living parents, three living grandparents, eight bridesmaids, and 432 groomsmen. <laughs> That's and, hilarious. And the next day he said the same thing at the wedding. But <clears throat> the um, groomsmen, uh, you know, looking at the T-shirt after the wedding, I don't recognize yeah. about 15 of them. I don't remember. <laughs> like I remember the people I was there with, but they don't look like the people on the T-shirt. Uh, so on the rehearsal dinner was Friday, and we all go home um, and had to get up to go take a two o'clock bus to Westchester for the wedding. The rehearsal dinner, by the way, was at uh, at Fred's restaurant at Barney's, which is very fancy. But the bathrooms there are so gross. I don't know. You would think that these classy establishments would make the bathrooms nicer. Bothers me. Right, you would does, love yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yes. Uh, so I wake up and then I'm trying to get everything together on Saturday uh, to get this two o'clock bus from the Upper East Side, and I'm coming from Brooklyn. And then you know the problem with these tuxedos is there's so many components to it, and once you think you're done with everything, then you got to put more on. It's like oh, once the bow tie's done, now you got to put the studs and the buttons and then the cufflinks and all this shit. Uh, and it's you know. I had to run out with stuff not fully done, um, and I thought I was going to be late. I got on the bus, and, like, nobody was there except for one of the groomsmen who had a kid, three-year-old kid. Now, I don't want to say bad things about my friend Zach's other friends, but people have used the term uh, douchebag. Um, <laughs> So let's just go with there's a whole lot of douchery going on on that bus, and and it excludes the Syracuse contingent, let's just say. Uh, and and I think we've all gotten to the point that we're too old to pretend to douche around with them, and I think right. I was never able to do it, but certain people were always able to clown around a little more than I was. Um, but... And then the other day, this three-year-old kid was on the bus. One of these guys starts smoking reefer, smoking the reefer on the bus. And oh my God. then, like the, the the father of the one of the, the fathers of the kid, because this kid was, I guess, he was adopted as a gay couple. One of the fathers was like, um, "There's a three-year-old on this bus. That's that's not cool." And so they were like, "Let's bring him up." So that was very awkward, and they brought him up to the front of the bus. Let's just say, also weeks when I'm talking about these people. Uh, the doucheries, they um, will call people fags for being faithful to their girlfriend. This is the kind of shit that we're working with. Oh, my. That's like, you know, these are like 10-year-olds, basically, you're dealing with. This is like, I mean, come on. This stuff was done in high school. This is over with. That's, yeah, that's exactly. pretty sad. Um, and, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I not even some some high school. <laughs> so right, uh, we're on the bus. We we get there. I realized I forgot to eat. I'm feeling nauseous. I'm starving. Um, luckily at the country club in Westchester that we got to, we got to order food. Uh, so we ordered food and stuff, and that was cool. Um, and uh, everyone was putting on their tuxes and stuff. And there was a uh, like the photographer called all the groomsmen out to take photos. And the photographer basically, like, I think he realized after about one picture that he wasn't going to get everyone to shut up and he wasn't going to be able to really direct the shoot. So he took kind of three photos that took about, you know, 20 minutes to a half hour. Um, And it was a country club, so these families kept coming in and out. And one of the families, uh, it was a man, a woman, and and their uh, son, this little kid, and the woman turns to the kids and she goes, oh, he has a lot of friends because there's Zach, the groom, in the white tuxedo with everyone else in the tuxedo. Oh, he has a lot of friends. And then the, the father turns and looks and he goes, how do you have so many friends? And he was shocked. And the father just stayed, you know, stopped in his tracks. And he asked him again, how do you have so many friends? And then the little kid looks at Zach and goes, 
a white tuxedo? And then Zach looks at the kid and goes, in Adidas shirt? Uh, so then we're done with taking photos we're waiting for the um the thing to start so then Zach's grandmother comes up to me and this woman is uh, she needs to be institutionalized so she, <laughs> she comes up to me and she's like do I know you I don't think we've met and I was like no, no I think we've met before and then my friend Matt Hot goes, well, yeah, you may not recognize him because he's he's put on a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> and Dushnik was like, why would you say that? But it was it was all in, you know, he was he was joking. I made this whole big deal about it with him the night before, so it was okay. Um, right. But anyway, the, the woman is, you know, and the 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 reason that I know that this woman belongs in 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 asylum is because. Uh, whenever somebody drops something at the dinner table, she yells out, company! <laughs> so, uh, have you heard of that before? No, I have never heard of that. Okay, yeah, yeah, nobody has. So, at the when people were dropping stuff in our holding room the other day, I, I yelled out, company! And she was like, yep, there you go, company. She was agreeing with me. Uh, and uh, then... We're done with all that. Then the ceremony starts. So the ceremony is this beautiful country club outside in Westchester. But before the ceremony, about like a half hour before the ceremony, um, the wedding party realizes that they don't have the marriage license. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then if you look at like pictures of that time when they're doing like a traditional Jewish signing of something, uh, mm-hmm. Nobody's happy. Everyone is absolutely miserable. Um, but it was the then. Then they did a ceremony, and I think there's like a two week grace period or something after you get married for the license. So it wasn't too big a deal. Uh, but it is an important thing to remember for your wedding. So right. the uh, you should have seen for the uh, rehearsal for the ceremony. We are like the brides are lined up normally. The groomsman goes all the way around to to the end of the audience. So we're wrapping all the way around the crowd. You may as well not even be in the wedding at this point. You, know? <laughs> you could have you ducked out for three hours and came back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they had us do the, uh, they had us five guys from Syracuse walk single file down the aisle. Um, and also Matt, Hawk, and Jason Selvig were the only two that didn't rent the tuck. And so they were kind of, you know, brothers and not having the money to rent the tuck. But then Jason found a white bow tie. Somebody had an extra white bow tie. So when Hawk walked in and saw that Jason had a white bow tie on, Hawk goes, you're a dick. He was furious. <laughs> but then someone had a bow tie for him too. Uh, okay, so the, the ceremony, uh, so we did the rehearsal of the ceremony, then we do the ceremony. And the ceremony was cool because it was interfaith. It was uh, Zach Catholic, Jenny's Jewish, so there was a priest and a rabbi. Um, but let me find out that, they had to go all the way to New Haven, Connecticut to find an open-minded rabbi. How about that? Oh, my. Well, Elm City, baby. Elm City reference right there. Elm City, baby. I, I would say that you would think that there would be more open-minded rabbis in New York, but then I thought about the whole fellatio on the infant thing. Oh, that's true. That's true, yeah. Connecticut's the only non-fellatio on the infant thing for rabbis. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so then we... Uh, you know, the ceremony. But the, the thing is, neither of them, the rabbi nor the priest, mentions anything about the ridiculous amount of groomsmen. And it was totally <laughs> lopsided. You know, the bride's side was normal. The groom's side was out of control. Uh, then we go, and the reception, the cocktail hour was unbelievable. You had, like, sushi, sushi for, not sushi, sushi for appetizers and stuff. And I, I don't like raw fish, but weeks I was so hungry, I ate it anyway. And I was worried what I was going to What did you think? Did you like it? Oh, you ate it. That was gross, but uh, I could tell, you know, oh, I guess I get why people like it, but I, it's not for me. Yeah. Oh, gross, uh, bro. <laughs> listen, listen, bro, bro. Uh, tell me, pal. So uh, cocktail hour is unbelievable. Then we did the uh, the reception, and Zach's dad got up again, and he goes, eight bridesmaids and 432 groomsmen. And he did the same joke again. I think I guess he figured it. You know, it would work the first night. It would work the second night, but it didn't land quite as well that night. 
And Jenny's father, Jenny's father, the, the bride's father, the night before, went up to my friend Jason and asked him to come up with him when he was making his speech. But then the day of the wedding, he went up to Jason and expressly told him not to come up with him. Uh, oh, my God. He, he says, now I'm going to do something that Andy Kaufman used to do. And I'm like, oh, boy. And he he conducted the audience to stand up and applaud for 15 seconds and then sit down. So he basically told people when to applaud and when not to. And it was very weird. Boy. And none of the jokes were really landing. Um, but then again, that is in the style of, of Andy Kaufman that, that, you know, you're supposed to confuse people. Um, right. But it's, right. A little, it's a little weird to do for your daughter's wedding. <laughs> um, and then we were worried that it was going to be a band and not a DJ. It was a band, not a DJ, because then we figured, oh, they're not going to play the songs that we do the dances to and shit. Um, mm-hmm. But we walked in, and that band, they were playing Suit and Tie by Justin Timberlake. And I was like, oh, oh wow. well, maybe maybe they can do what we want to hear, and they played nothing but, like, current music, then they played some oldies when, like, people were sitting down at dinner, but for the most part, it was a whole lot of current stuff, they played Bieber, One Direction, uh, the only time that the douchebags uh, ever showed up on the dance floor weeks was when yeah. Swedish House Mafia came on, Don't You Worry Child, and they rushed the stage, took the mics from the singers, and sang it themselves. Oh my! Who are these guys? These guys sound yeah. terrible. Oh my God! Who invited these guys? I forgot, forgot to mention before the before the wedding when we were searching for our table, we found our table, table eighteen, all the way in the back corner. And doesn't it goes? Is it just us, or we're we gonna have to deal with the douchebags the whole time? And like you said, it's loud enough for people to hear it too. And uh, and I was like, well, let's count it. We had ten seats, so it was us and our date. Um, so he was like, oh, good, because I, I can't take that anymore. So we've all kind of, you know, just we're, we're, we're fed up with that whole thing and didn't want to deal with it anymore. Um, and uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's not like they've ever, you know, these guys have never done anything bad to me, but it's, right. I can't relate to them on anything. I can't talk to them about anything. Um, yeah. I don't like them, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, I don't know. It's simple. It's simple. You're, you're a good person. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Who else does that kind of stuff? That stuff, you know, come on. It's, it's not even childish. It's just, really? You know, really? Come on. Really? With, with, you know? with <laughs> Death and Amy and Weeks and Homes. And then, of course, it was the Pride Parade on Sunday, which we'll get to next time. But after the parade, I had to return my tux to Men's Warehouse in the pouring rain, and I couldn't, I had to go all the way, like, around the city to get back to where, I, the off, my office where I left the tux to, to go all the way back to the west side. It was quite an ordeal to get it back, but I wasn't willing to pen, spend a fucking dime on that shit. And you know how there's, like, late fees if you turn them in. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, know. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to get that in, like, two hours after the wedding. Otherwise, they'll <laughs> charge you 20 bucks an hour. <laughs> Yeah, otherwise they're coming after you. They're going to call the cops. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. trying to quit a contract with your cell phone provider. Don't even try it. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John Weeks. I know you got to go. Anything you got to say before we before we uh, sign off for the week? No, just a pleasure and honor to be here again as well, and uh, happy uh, birthday to America. Have a great Fourth of July. Be safe out there, and and to you, Mr. Holmes, and. Thank you again for being on the show, and, and, and this is the best, second best show in the world, besides your uh, regular Monday show, of course, and uh, P.T. Barnum said it himself. <laughs> P.T. Barnum would be jealous. Thank you so much, Sean Weeks, the soul of that to my O'Brien, the Sade to my fatter and wild. So, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Somebody owes me a martini. Don't tell, don't tell them I said that. Hit the brakes, Florence, and if you have a Barbie doll, Bend that fucking trick hoe backwards. Take off those clothes. Cut that hair off. Burn her nipples on the stove. Leave her in some drawers somewhere. Go record a podcast, everybody. Because you know what? Anyone can have a conversation. Good night, Weeks. Good night, everybody. Good night, Holmes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep on yeah. saying good night until I can find the outro music. Yeah, yeah. Good night, Weeks. Good night, Weeks. Mate. Hey, good night, Mike. Good night, Mike.